Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Also, I said that wrong. We are... <laughs> this is the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I mean, It'll it, be the Rescue Bots podcast again in about 13 episodes. It does have a, uh, a mortal peril cold open, so you could... Oh, it sure does. Yeah, there's more mortal You could be forgiven. Usual. And I'm... David. <laughs> We're a little off today. It's that kind of night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, this welcome back to Transformers Robots in Disguise. This is the the opening of what will be the series concluding story arc. Uh, I guess so. Yep, I, I guess. Seen it. You've seen Last it. Last episode, yes. they kind of wrapped up the whole Menasaur thing, and now we're yep. ready... It it is the sort of the thing I complain about Cyberverse doing, where it doesn't know where its seasons begin and end. That does sort yes. of feel like this should have been a separate season or something. But fair enough, mid season works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mid season complete shift in meta plot is okay, I guess. Yes. So yeah, this uh, for, this is Exiles, the sixtieth, the sixty second episode of Robots in Disguise overall, the seventeenth episode of the season. Uh, first aired September 9th, 2017, and was written by show favorite Margaret Scott. Nice. Ooh, yes. Oh, I'm gonna I'm going to credit her with uh, something we'll be getting to. Indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this is in fact her last episode of Robots in Disguise. Aww. Oh. She will later write one episode of Cyberverse, weirdly enough. Just one. One Just ten one. minute episode of Cyberverse. All right, so the, this episode was uh, named after the old Transformers novel? Yes, that's correct. Ooh. Although it wasn't that old. It was only like a few years old at the time. Yeah, well, wait, when did it go? I should read oh, yeah, those I guess at was... some point and then maybe see about making them into ebooks, like I did with Legends. Five years earlier? Yeah, like five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, first you should get to those terrible Dreamwave era ones. Mm-hmm. No. They're, oh, they're, oh they're so bad, though. Ah, uh, so yes, but they're, they're much harder to find. Yeah, yes, that's true. I know. I know. And I, I need to get them first. And that, Well, there is also that. That costs oh, money. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, um, I have I some not money. Much. <laughs> not as much as Legends, which mm. I fortunately uh, got through a friend for the price of shipping from Australia. Oh, but, that's not bad. uh,. Yeah, I know I need to do those. I I feel like if I could do that Prime Spark story, though that like <laughs> put, that derailed me for like a couple months because it just <laughs> took all the wind out of my sails because it's just such uh. a drudgery. Uh, but the rest of it, go to Internet Archive, go to archive dot org, look up Transformers Legends, and that is now an ebook there because I put it Ooh. there. I was explaining to one of my co- younger co-workers the other day that sometimes things are only available online because someone put them there. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, well, that's that's already online. And I'm like, yeah, someone had to do that work. <laughs> it's, it doesn't just magically appear. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I think the maybe the second and third in the Exile series got actual ebooks. So that might just be a matter of finding a 
DRM free EPUB floating around mm-hmm. out in space somewhere. But uh, mm. but yeah, the first three, I guess I should do those. Exiles oh. also had a uh, that that lion guy. Oh, that's right, so, Thunder Thunder Blast Tron Thunder Tron. Yes, so. Like that. Also yeah. had a furry. It was also supposed to be like supposed to be part of like that MMOPRG. Oh, oh man. yeah, the Star Seekers were going to be in that as a third. The, the baby came out in China? Question mark. Yeah, I think that was a different one. All right, oh, yeah, okay. there was like two or three of them. The one that was going to come out in the U.S. Tur- got turned into a different kind of game. And then it, like, came out in beta, and then it, like, never properly got yeah. finished. <laughs> Gonna make it a MOBA. It's like, mm. shut up, buddy. <laughs> just just give us a game that's good. Finish something. Anyway, yeah. this episode is Exiles. It does have animal, robot, creature, people in yes, it. indeed. But none of them are a lion. No. <laughs> So we open in Scrapper. Of course, as you were called Drift uh, left the uh, the show on our last episode. So uh, Grimlock, his uh, his beloved Teamy, it's is uh, making a video diary of everything that happens while he was gone, so that he will be caught up once he uh, he gets it. You know, so we we just got off recording our Patreon episode about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, uh, and and sometimes you have. A character who seems like they hate everything, but you would make something like this for them and they would actually end up watching it secretly and maybe having some good feelings about it. And I could see I could see Nebula being like that. Like she will watch her thing and maybe yes. have a, a quiet, introspective moment of feeling accepted. But Drift? No, Drift is not that character. Drift is going to be like, <laughs> what is this? What is this nonsense? I mean, his his little babies will watch it, but I don't know if he's going to watch it. How much time did you waste composing this? <laughs> when you could have been training. I, I will give this to my students and they can summarize the salient points for me. <laughs> you could have been learning the sword. Well, you were recording video diaries. I, I mastered the blade. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how much Drift would actually appreciate any of this, but it's very sweet that Grimlock is trying. Unless it involves mastering the blade, I'm not interested. No. Uh, but no, no, in fact, what he's mostly capturing is that uh, Fixit got a uh, a new uh, doodad from the uh, from the Stunticons that detects uh, Cybertronian technology. So he's looking at that with Denny. And also, Sideswipe has changed uh, brands of wax, and he is now blindingly glaring. He is so <laughs> shiny now. He is incredibly yeah. shiny. And then uh, everybody starts shooting at them. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yes. This is, like I said, uh, mortal peril. Cut to cold, cut to the credits. Uh Yeah. Especially since we see, uh, it's you know, it's Russell who's holding the camera, and we see him, like, lying on the ground, motionless. Yes. Like, are we opening this episode with child death? Apparently. Yeah, it sure is. Russell apparently, in peace. Apparently this is Cloverfield now, and, 
we just have to deal with that. Yeah, the, the, the first-person shooter aspect of the beginning is like, oh, I wish that had gone a little bit further than the end of the episode. That might have been interesting. It It is a really good, like, the direction is pretty good. It did make me think for a brief moment of the uh, mid-season Earth Spark battle, which is, like, one of the best battles ever oh, done yes. for a Transformer series. Uh, so I, I had a brief flashback to that there, so good job with this. Yeah, I, I, I will, uh, on the other side of the spectrum, um, Grimlock says, uh, so that happened. Which <laughs> it, not that that in itself is a bad phrase, but it's one of those things that I'm just so getting tired of now in modern writing. No, like, <laughs> Grimlock's going to talk. Yeah, but Grimlock is not hip and cool, but he would try to be hip and cool. I guess. And, and it was like seven, eight years ago or whatever the fuck. But it's like, no, I, I don't want to hear that phrase in a new movie ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could still be fine. It's like, uh, well, you're probably wondering how I got here. That I could do with that. That's at least comedy. But the so that happened is... Well, it's that's 2017. That's not a sentence. That's bullshit. It wasn't overdone yet. Not yet, no. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, yeah, we're so in the middle of a war movie. The hell? I, I'm pretty sure I just saw, like, uh, like Willem Dafoe get down on his knees and throw his arms up in the, uh, up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just laser blast shooting from everywhere. Luckily, uh, Russell was just stunned. So uh, yes, he was stunned by the red laser shot by uh, Cobra or whoever. Yeah, so so strong arm packs them into her. Uh, everybody, everybody's getting shot, to, shot to shit here. Everyone says, "Who's shooting at us all together?" And strong arm says, "Someone with good aim." <laughs> Which, to be fair, well, is rare in these kinds of shows. It is. Well, yeah. You know, Fix It almost gets crushed. Uh, Bumble, or, uh, Sideswipe basically gets left behind because the ground bridge gets destroyed. And so Sideswipe is just all alone and suffering from severe uh, separation anxiety. Yeah. He, he has PTSD oh. for the rest of the episode, which is oh, yeah. kind of interesting. Oh, my poor mm. baby. My poor baby Sideswipe. Also kind of weird that it's taken this long for that to happen. I mean, this is this is kind of the biggest firefight in the entire show I mean, they've had. Even they raided an entire Decepticon island and it wasn't this bad. We already know that Sideswipe's like, greatest fear is being left behind. So oh, yeah. this is like... His the worst thing has happened to him, and he is not okay for the rest of the episode. And I want to give him a hug. <laughs> no, but he is not left behind because Bumblebee comes back. Well, Gum Bumblebee was still there. He was blown away from the. Well, uh, yes, he didn't make it through the ground bridge or space bridge. It's a ground, ground bridge because it's on the ground. I forget it's only ground. Yes. So eventually, however, he does uh, he does get out. Thankfully, once he is saved by a bumblebee. So you know, B explains that you know my my com got shot. I couldn't really help you earlier, but sideswipe is still traumatized. Yeah, he he had that moment. That moment has just been like ingrained into his poor little mind. Now, his one brain cell is 
just vibrating with trauma. <laughs> so the, the rest of the team has ground bridged out, and thankfully, um, B and Sideswipe do eventually get there. And, you know, Russell has an idea. Hey, hey remember that, uh, that episode where with, with Night Strike in it? <laughs> remember that callback to a previous uh, episode? Remember he used the evil Tom Kenny bat? Yes. Oh, yeah. He had a really like, good deco. I really liked yes. his color scheme. Hmm. And rep- they, they recall that he lived in a bunch of caves because he was a bat. So, and those caves sort of uh, blocked out communication, so they're going to go to those caves. Yeah. Hmm. Which is a good enough plan, but... Uh... And meanwhile, uh, Denny is just deeply traumatized over the loss of all of his stuff. Oh, yeah, he's just Ooh. running through a list of this collection out loud. He expected some more stuff to arrive, and he's just... He had vintage traffic cones... He was going to get a shipment of turn-of-the-century pressed coins, uh-huh. which I assume are like those coins that you, like, put put in a thing at, like, the, the science museum. Ooh, yeah, that's probably what that is. Man, I felt I felt so bad. I love Denny. I love his, his whole scrapyard thing. I wish someday I could emulate his whole scrapyard thing, but, uh, man. You have to buy some more Hawaiian shirts. That's where he kept all his stuff. My whole life was stuff, and now that stuff is gone. Yeah, it's... I have to get more stuff. It's bad. It's bad. That was his home, and it was his collection, and it was all of his toys got blown up. Yep. It's bad. So now we so now we cut to the ruins of his stuff, and we find out who uh, was responsible for their destruction, and the pack is back, baby. <gasps> yes! Dun, dun. Yeah, somehow, some... Benefactors on Cybertron sprung have offered them a pardon. Yes, uh, Steeljaw and his whole gang out, which definitely tells you that whoever is behind them, it's someone in a position of power. Yeah, or I was about to say it was someone who is a furry. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> well, yeah. because you will note it is all animal guys this time. You got you got Steeljaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you've that, got that's who his team was. They were all animal. Guys. I he, no, he had uh, he had fracture on his team before. Only for a bit. And he was part of the original team. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess he was. Anyway, this is kind of a new-ish incarnation, because we've, we've lost, we've lost like, Springload, who is not back. Hmm. Uh, this time we've got, uh, we've got Thunderhoof, the, uh, the deer mobster with the voice of Frank Stallone. Oh, hey, tie in with our Patreon episode, kind of. <laughs> That's right, we got both Stallones. No waiting. Keeping it in the family, anyway. Sadly, uh, no, no sign yet of Jackie Stallone. <laughs> Who was their mother and could uh, read butts the way that people read palms? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure, sure. She could. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've got uh, we've got uh, Clampdown, uh, cowardly Jim Cummings, Crab Man. Yes. Scuttle, scuttle, uh, scuttle. Uh, Quillfire, Porcupine Revolutionary, <laughs> and Underbite, guy who eats stuff. <laughs> He's got to eat metal. Yeah, like in his first episode, like he ate metal to get so much stronger, and that hasn't quite hit as much. I mean, he still does that shtick, but it's not like he's Hulk powerful anymore. They do mention that he didn't clearly didn't have a big enough breakfast this morning when he's getting beat up later. 
So, so they, they were freed by some sinister government force. They were all given pardons. And in return, all they have to do is get Bumblebee, who they already hate. So are they Suicide Squad, or are they the Suicide Squad? Ooh. <laughs> A Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad. Articleless <laughs> Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad 2, T-O-O. However, as, uh, as Thunderhoof points out here, listen, Steeljaw, you sold out, bro. You went corporate. And at that point, Steeljaw dominates Thunderhoof. (laughs) (laughs) Which I would like to point out that when season one was airing and there was fan art, that was not the the way things played out (laughs) in most fan arts. But no, Steeljaw grabs him by the antlers and has him... While on top of him, and they're both on the ground. Yes, and Steeljaw is on his back, is, is on Thunderhoof's back. And yeah, it's... Uh, David posted it's very... a screenshot of it in yeah. in the episode prep channel, and uh, oh my. Oh my. Yeah, because well, at first it took a screenshot, it, it, like they were in that pose with grabbing the antlers, but, but then Steeljaw... Holds up on the antlers and and Thunderhoof opens his mouth and eyes and it's even more obvious. Yes, my goodness. Yes, the animators Steel are Jaws having fun. Dominating Thunderhoof. Yeah. It's, uh, oh my! Waited waited three or possibly four seasons to get to this, but but here we are. Yeah, Thank you, Margaret Scott. <laughs> Made it canon. Sort of. I assume this was explicitly in. In the script. <laughs> anyway, so they, they, they have indeed given them the slip here. So they decide, you know, we're going to go endanger some humans. Time to endanger some humans. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're, we're, we're back at the, uh, the Night Strike Caves. Everybody's real bummed, especially Denny, who is just listening off all the stuff of his that it's gone it's now. Sad. So Sideswipe is like, you know, listen, you know it's okay. I'm, I'm the product of a broken home. It's totally fine. Aww. 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 I sympathize so much, man. If my house burned down, it would just be like, it'd be bad. Mm. All my stuff, my old TVs, my video games. Not my copy of uh, Yggdra Union for the Game Boy Advance, because I keep that in my backpack with me at all times. <laughs> oh, it, it, it feels weird that Thunderhoof knows Capiche. Why would that? Why would that seem weird? That's like, shouldn't that be translated? How? Why is Capiche? Because he's Italian. It's, for, it's no, in no, whatever Italian, the Cybertronian but, equivalent mm. of an Italian mobster dialect. He's clearly from like Cybertron's Italy. Yes. A Kayon accent. Yes. Iacono. Iacono. Little Iacono. He call he calls Energon gravy. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, just like my motherboard used to make. Oh, <laughs> this, this guy he's gonna sleep with the Sharktacons. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't know why I'm doing like an Andrew Dice Clay thing here. I, I don't apologize. Know. <laughs> Anyway, at this point, uh, Sideswipe is then frightened by some bats, and uh, at which point uh, Michael Caine asks him, uh, you know, why we fall. 
Uh, but no, Strong and B are like, uh, you uh, you okay there, Sideswipe? And he's, no, 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 I'm, I'm 100% fine. He needs to play some Tetris. Someone needs to sit him down and have him play oh. some Tetris. Gotta, gotta get his brain chemistry back in line. Oh. Uh, but instead, uh, you know, so they, they can't find who shot them, but they all had Cybertronian weapons, and since Fixit has this thing that detects Cybertronian technology, he's going to find their guns. Good thinking, good thinking, very clever. Hmm. Yeah, so they uh, so they head out on the road. You know, they're they're they are naturally at the dam, which is where uh, a lot of Decepticon plots take place. I think like. A good 15% of all Decepticon plots involve a dam. Which, as they point out in this case, is a fully automated dam, because, of course Naturally. It well, because they visited the fully automated dam before, unless there's multiple dams in the area. Yes, this is a callback to the previous fully automated dam. You know, in G1... You'll the dam plan. In G1, there were people at that dam. People in hard hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knee-high yellow boots. Every, every blue collar job: hard hat, yellow boots, truck driving, yep, uh, oil rig, dam worker. That's working. Hard hat, there. yellow boots. That's how you know you're working. <laughs> so they they head out there. They probably wants sideswipe to sort of cover the rear, and he does not want to be separated from them at all. Yep, they're like. Back, yeah. back, side swipe, a little further back. Further. It's like, I don't want to. But he does. And then there's a train! Yeah. Which is... Yeah. But thankfully he doesn't try to run through it, he just jumps over it. Which yes. Fortunately, robot, as Bumble well, point, go. Bumblebee points out, they're lucky it was not a passenger train. So he could have been seen. Yes. Although he jumped right in front of it, so hopefully it was also one of this show's automated trains. I, you can assume that. I mean, that's yes. just obvious. If you see pretty much anything on this, it's automated. Yeah, everything. There's actually a extremely small human population on Earth at this point. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. They just spend all their time going to museums. I want to live in that yeah. world. Or occasionally going to the woods and uh, worshipping uh, Thunderhoof. Yes! <laughs> That's also something, an activity I would like to take part in. <laughs> Make yourself an antler hat. Yes! Oh, yeah, and then, oh, is it Steeljaw that brings up his dreams while they were in stasis? Well, he says he dreamed of killing Bumblebee, basically. Yes. Yes. Yes, Meanwhile, uh, Quillfire was like, I, I dreamed of the parade that would have for Fierro's the revolution. Everyone was wearing hats. <laughs> yes. Quillfire so, still absolutely delightful. unhinged. <laughs> yeah. He's got the right idea, but, but he's also a lunatic revolutionary. Yes. And also a porcupine. Yes. Also yeah. a porcupine. So indeed, uh, Bumblebee g goes into this uh, damn solo. Surprise, surprise! It's the Pack, who he's pretty sure he had just sent to jail. <laughs> Wait, the Pack with with Coyote and and the other Fox. guys, Fox, yeah, Dingo, whatever the hell the other one was. Dingo, uh, Dingo Hyena, Jackal. Wait, was there Jackal? Was there Jackal? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackal was the uh, Jackal's what's his name? Max Headroom. 
Oh, Matt Frewer. Oh, yeah, because Coyote is the one that comes Coyote, later, right? Because right, Coyote was the Matt robot Frewer, yeah. Xanatos. Yeah. Um, Fox was the was the uh, the was Laura San Giacomo. Uh-huh. Uh, Hyena was Cree Summer, and then Dingo was naturally Australian Jim Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's also Wolf, who was Clancy Brown. Yeah. Not uh, who's his, also the uh, descendant of the Viking who was the uh Oh and Macbeth. One of the ones Gargoyle's that broke enemy. some statues in the past. Yeah. That show had a lot of plot. That show had a lot going on. <laughs> Maybe too much plot. A little bit. After a few seasons it got a little too deep, but yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, so 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 naturally you know, Steeljaw uh and his pack quickly overwhelm Bumblebee and Steeljaw is indeed relishing being so sexy and evil and triumphant here. He is. He is having the time of his life. But then he's all, uh, you, you do remember I had like a whole team, right? Because also they're here. <laughs> so there's a big fight. Uh, Quillfire gets tossed into this turbine and loses one of his quills there, which then jams it. Uh, Steeljaw tries to make a break for it. B goes after him, and of course, Sideswipe has to follow him because he cannot be alone. Yes, he is not okay. He is. He. he they should have left him. Well, I'd say they should have left him at home, but no. I mean, I guess if they left him at home, it would have been with like Denny and Russell and fix it. So it would have been okay. In the cave with the bats. Yes. Yes. And then I believe it's right here that Steeljaw just gets kicked in the junk. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think so. Somebody gets kicked. Some in the junk. Yeah, and Steel uh, does indeed just get knocked into this river. And it yes. And, well, everyone gets knocked into the river eventually. And and while the the point was to put humans at risk, it's going to be by compromising the dam, not you know yes. bothering the dam workers that don't exist because mm-hmm. it's fully yeah. automated. Yeah, so he just blows a hole in this dam. Uh, Sideswipe uses somewhat... I don't exactly know how this works. I don't know how this works. Yeah. He uses parts of the dam to plug the hole in the dam, but then shouldn't that just... crushes it down, basically the, like, extra concrete in over the opening, he, like, knocks down into... It feels like an idea that worked on paper, but the animators didn't know how to do it, like... It kind of felt like he should have, like, sliced the side so it would slide down and cover. Yeah. But instead, he's just breaking off a bunch of rocks to fill the hole, mm. and somehow the water's still not rushing through. It fills know. it in a way that makes it look exactly like uh, an area that you need to shoot with a bomb in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yes. So so eventually all of the Stunticons end up getting knocked by Underbite into the river as well. It it really feels like the end of one of those like G1 episodes where you cut to like just the Decepticons <laughs> yeah. in the sea or whatever. Yes. And Megatron's all da, next da, time da, gadget. Da, da. Next time. And they do that thing where his eyes glow. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Next time. There were probably times where they had to tell Welker not to call uh, Optimus Prime Gadget. (laughs) You're you're recording that next week. 
Uh, so we're we're back at the cave, and you know, fix it is like projecting an image of the scrapyard, which is you know, it, it's something. That's sweet. Yeah. He's trying. He's doing his best. And we're just you know we're just going to have to make this place our home for now because that's that's where our friends and our and our family are. Hmm. So yeah, that is uh, exiles. It's it's a pretty fun way of setting the status quo. I like that. The pack are like this serious threat, even though they do get somewhat comically defeated at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're definitely Steeljaw is definitely like very upset about everything that has happened to him thus far. So he's very convincing as someone who's you know an actual threat. So yes, yeah. And it's great to see him back again. Oh yes, I mean he is he's our favorite. He is. I mean, he is the show's best villain. Gets yeah. more Frank Stallone. Yeah, somehow he's better than Starscream was. Get a filthy, yeah. filthy screenshot opportunity. I mean, the thing I mean is, Star- it was nice to see Starscream again, but Steeljaw is a much better villain for B. Yeah, I think Bumblebee just being like more of a street level kind of leader. I, I think Steeljaw is better for him to deal with than like cosmic threats. Well, yeah, it's what we prefer. Like Megatronus. Look back to all of our episodes on animated. It's like smaller scale is more fun. You can work up to some big stuff. You can work up to Unicron. But if you're Uh you're doing all this robots in disguise nonsense, you can't have huge I just wanted to give Sideswipe a hug. (laughs) (laughs) I could see it getting really annoying, but no, it didn't annoy me. I just wanted to give him a hug. Yeah, Sideswipe is more sympathetic this episode than he usually is. Because mm-hmm. he was less annoying. It, it was more like he has actual legitimate trauma. Yeah. yeah. He's just not being a prick. Poor baby. Yeah, Drift is not going to care about any video journal that they give him. <laughs> He's just genuinely not interested. Hmm. So yeah, uh, I believe that does that now bring us to David's tech token sets corner. Or is hey. it taking a break for the week? It, it's taking a break for a week. It, it's been it's a week. It's been a week for everyone. <laughs> like, I I didn't even have time to watch the extras for our Guardians of the Galaxy episode review. It's like no, nah, I, I I don't have time to watch a token. Well. An extra, rather than our regular uh, Tokusatsu stream on Friday in our Discord episode. Ooh. Like, I just didn't have time for other stuff. Although I did have time to stream some Dark Souls this the week, but that was in the middle of the week, and now we're on the weekend. It's like, uh, I want to relax. That's what weekends are for. Except it's almost over. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, basically, it's over. All right, so that uh, that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We have our own Discord. And we have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, For the month of August, as we mentioned, we are having a great deal of emotions about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes. That was, man, it it was. It was a lot of feelings. It was the last one of the series, and 
I don't know. I like angry, bald women, apparently. <laughs> yes, closing out a trilogy we started before even this podcast. That's right. So yeah, that is for as little as a dollar a month. You can listen to all of our Patreon specials. Uh, a lot of them are, I'm going to say all of them are super fun. So yes, you yeah. should. And it's like, what are we up to? Like 50 something, 60 something at this point? Uh, 77. 77. Yeah, there's a bunch of them there. Ooh. So if if you need some good stuff to listen to while you're doing stuff, it's as little as a dollar a month. That's right. All right. And of course, we'll be back with more Robots in Disguise ne- uh, next week with uh, when the Autobots continue their exile in Breathing Room. Hmm. Until then. Robots don't have to breathe in space. What? <laughs> we just established that because they were just in space. Yeah. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Word up. Okay.